Hey guys, welcome back to Three Terrible Gamers Podcast. This is episode 72, and I'm here with Colin. Hey guys. All right, we'll go ahead and jump into it. We have a whole fresh set of topics for you guys. Xbox Direct has been, well, confirmed at this point. Uh, yeah, Microsoft made a point of saying that the Direct uh, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, it will not have anything to do with the Activision Blizzard side of it, so that's part of it as well. They made sure they mentioned that, but they said that's not to mean that it won't come later this year. So there's hints that there's going to be stuff on that, but the main gist of it was they talked about a few games that are going to be. <clears throat> mentioned on it and it's going to be uh indiana jones game which it's i mean that's a weird concept to me i mean i guess i've never seen it touched on but that's one movie franchise i didn't think would get a video game adaptation uh there's avowed and it's uh the team at obsidian will share the first deep dive in and i got all this from xbox wire uh, first deep dive into the gameplay experience fans can expect <clears throat> in Avowed, their upcoming fantasy action RPG set to a fantastical, vibrant living lands, learn more about Obsidian's enterprise and building worlds in with deep themes, dynamic gameplay, thoughtful reactivity come to life in Avowed where players will have an agency to make Choices shape steps of their adventures. Then there's Aura History Untold. And it's from Oxide Games. It's a studio founded by veterans of a strategy genre and creators behind classic strategy titles, including Civilization V, as they unveil exclusive new gameplay and share more details about the inspiration key features on Road Ahead of their upcoming historical grand strategy game. And the last one to be mentioned on the Xbox Wire side of it was the Senua's Saga Hellblade 2. It's Ninja Fury takes us behind the scenes of their studio in Cambridge to give us some insight on how to crafting Senua's Saga's Hellblade 2. The team will speak to the ambition and uh, meticulous care involved in creating Senua's journey of survival so it seems kind of like a ninja gaiden style game yeah i think so it sounds like it. it all right um yeah you pretty much covered all the games but just kind of a recap it says uh you're about to get an exciting look at some of the incredible games ahead of xbox it says as we present a new edition of developer direct on thursday january 18th at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p- 3 p.m. Eastern time, and 8 p.m. UK time. Fans will get an inside look at a selection of highly anticipated games coming to Xbox Series X and S, PC, and Game Pass. Um, and then it goes on to say, shortly after ZeniMax Online Studios will host the Elder Scrolls Online 2024 global reveal at 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 9 p.m. UK to preview 2024's biggest update. And I know you said that they said 
that there won't be anything Activision Blizzard. Um, there may not be, but I think they'll at least say something. Like maybe even just like you said that they said that uh, just look forward to uh, announcement later this year or something like. Maybe they'll give us a date for another event. Maybe not. You know, I just think they'll at least acknowledge them there. But maybe not. What's that? I said shadow drops. Shadow drops Spyro. <laughs> hey, I hope so. That'd be awesome. There was a. Um, I didn't put it in here because we kind of talked about something similar a couple weeks or last week. There was another tease online about Spyro Four on uh, Twitter yeah. or X, whatever it is. Got fans excited. All right, uh, we'll move on. The PS4 Pro has sold 14.3 million units. Uh, well, yeah, four years ago it did, but it was part of the Insomniac leak, right? And so the fact that that's it confused me for the longest time too. Whenever I was doing this topic, because I'm just like, my goodness, I was like, he's having me look up something that was four years ago, but I completely forgot about the leak that happened. Even though it was like one of the ones I was the host on, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I yeah. was the one that made up that topic." But this is the first time we've forgotten that. that since you know because of the leak. Yeah, so in the leak, it said that from 2016, which is when the uh, PS4 Pro was released, until 2020, it sold 14.3 million copies, which, counting for total sales of the system. At the time, because there's no number of what it is now, because obviously it wouldn't even be realized if it wasn't for the leak in the first place. But the PS4 Pro only made up for about 15% of the sales. So, you know, since that is, and the fact that they're planning on doing a PS5 Pro makes it seem like it's probably not going to be a good idea company-wise. Uh, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that the Pro really won't sell as well as the initial unit just because it's a revision but um yeah i mean i'm sure they'll still go ahead with the ps5 pro but yeah i guess it does make sense that the first unit to come out is going to sell the most because after that a lot of the fans oh, yeah, have but... one but yeah mm-hmm and i think they fixed some internal things on upgrade upgrade graphics a little bit so for the ps5 pro what they was having the issue with like the liquid metal like literally well the metal like liquidizing yeah it was kind of like leaking all over other components yeah. inside and well we kind of so, mentioned it before sure pro but, yeah well we kind of mentioned before i mean it could short out other components as well but yeah that's what it was yeah. kind of having a problem with the liquid metal for the chip yeah, but I'm saying like a PS5 Pro would probably fix that issue. But yeah, yeah, like you said, if you already have a mainstream system, why get another one? Right, and I mean, I guess they do have this new PS5 out now. It's not a PS5 Pro because it has the same internals. It just you can put a detachable disc drive on it, so it's optional to get the disc drives instead of how like the they have a disc drive PS5 and then. A non-disc drive. Now it's optional. You can get the non-disc drive and then just upgrade to the disc drive later. 
Yeah. But, um, so yeah, uh, PlayStation 4 Pro has allegedly sold 14.3 million units as of January 2020. Marvel Spider-Man sold 15,599,655 copies for the PS4, and Horizon Zero Dawn shifted over 15,036,044 units. God of War 2018 sold 14,823,580 copies in total. We suggest taking the data with a grain of salt. Many gamers during the last gen were curious about how PlayStation 4 Pro would stand out in the competitive scene. Rest assured, it is it sold a gargantuan figure, whatever that is, in its limited lifespan. Anyway, so uh, those are just some more things out of the leak. The PS4 Pro and the Spider-Man, Horizon Zero Dawn, and God of War sales. So, uh, I mean... They done pretty well. I mean, that's a lot for all of those games. Yeah. Um, hey, let's just go ahead and move on. Speaking of Horizon Zero Dawn, I guess, and now we have the sequel here. Horizon Forbidden West PC port coming early 2024. Uh, yeah, the PC version of Horizon... Forbidden West is set to release on Steam and Epic Game Stores in 2024, offering an improved graphical experience per Game Rant. I'm, we've talked about this game quite a few times, and yeah. I'm glad that it's getting ported over, and we're actually going to be able to play it on our PCs now since I've joined the club. Yeah. <laughs> if you're watching this, you can tell that there's a difference from the normal stand. But if you're listening, you probably can't tell much of a difference over in a crisper voice. Yeah, definitely sound crisper and fresh. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad. And I mean, I want to assume that it's going to have a $60, $70 price tag on it per usual. Yeah, I'd say you're right. But, uh... So it says at CES 2024, NVIDIA has announced that DLSS and RTX technologies are coming to a whole bunch of PC games set to launch in the coming months. One of the biggest is Horizon Forbidden West, complete edition from Sony, PlayStation Studios, and Guerrilla Games. The PC version includes the Burning Shores story expansion, improved visuals, and more. What's more is DLSS 3 frame generation, NVIDIA Reflex, and DLAA. At its CES 2024 presentation, NVIDIA mentioned that Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition is coming to PC early this year, which puts a tighter release window on the previous 2024 one. And with that, we've got a new trailer for the game running on a GeForce RTX-powered PC with DLSS3, and it looks stunning. So if you guys haven't watched that, go watch it. It does look pretty good. And uh, I'm excited for this because I have the first one the horizon zero horizon zero dawn and i haven't beat or anything i've been playing other games on my pc like god of war and last of us spider-man ratchet clank other playstation games but um it is a fun game and if you guys don't know what it's about you're basically in i guess kind of like an apocalyptic time era where robotic dinosaurs 
own the land and yeah it's sound i mean it's as cool as it sounds robotic dinosaurs but it's a really fun game so if you guys haven't played it i recommend playing it before you play the second one but uh yeah is it kind of like an arc man um kind of i guess but uh you don't tame them you just killed them gotcha but it's cool so it's like, like you have different abilities fight. to like sneak up on them and you your main weapon is a bow and not a gun like you know it's, it's pretty cool so you're saying it's more like turok kind of yeah just very Minor, I mean, evolutionized like dinosaurs <laughs> they're made yeah. out of metal, metal dinosaurs yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it's fun. It's really cool. With really good idea. I've been wanting to play it ever since it did come out on the PS4. I just obviously never had a PS4. So once uh, I got a PC, I got the PC version. Yep. All right. Moving on. Hogwarts Legacy sells over 22 million copies. Uh. Yeah, and Warner Brothers was bragging about it. Uh, Warner Brothers Games has announced that Harry Potter's action RPG Hogwarts Legacy sold over 22 million copies by the end of 2023, with roughly 2 million of those sales over December uh, holiday period. But that's not just the units sold that I'm so proud of. And this is a quote from, I believe, David Haddad, which is... Warner Brothers Interactive president. Uh, but it's not just the units that's <clears throat> sold that I'm proud of. It's just that we're delighted with the fans. Delighted of the fans so much. So he kind of goes onto a weird thing with how he words that. But yeah. And go on to saying that uh, it's sold better than any other game in a year's time. Which I don't really see how that's necessarily true. Which I know video game presidents are going to do that like maybe sold better than a mortal Kombat game yeah know, so that's warner brothers too but i, mean, I wouldn't compare it to you know uh any other normal you know tears of the kingdom tears of the kingdom had broke records of, like it's had a crap time yeah so and especially with it releasing in the same year yeah I'm just like, hmm, yeah, yeah, no, you're lying for your teeth. Maybe if you're comparing to the other Warner Brothers games, yes. But if you're comparing to the rest of the lineups, it's... I mean, 22 million copies is great. It's a great number and everything else, but it's nowhere near the best of the best sold. Right. And it was released on, you know, all the consoles, not just one. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought when I read that quote. I was like, I don't know, buddy. I think you don't know what Tears of the Kingdom is. I think you forgot about that game coming out, buddy. But either way, I mean, it's a lot of people say it's a really good game. I haven't got to play it yet, but I've been wanting to. But uh, either way, 22 million copies in a year, that's pretty impressive. Whether it's better than Tears of Kingdom or not. <laughs> but um, so yeah, it says. Uh, Representatives of the company also shared other statistics on the game. For example, in just one year, 
707 million hours were played and many players returned to Hogwarts to play through the game again. Other in-game statistics show that players have brewed 800 million potions, collected 1.3 billion magic herbs, rescued 593 million magic beasts, and defeated 4.9 billion evil wizards. So, like I said, I haven't played it, so I really don't know what, like, how impressive all those numbers are, but I'm sure they're pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, I would assume so since they put it on paper, but yeah. it's also coming from the same people that said it's the best-selling game of the year. <clears throat> you know, it wasn't so, even mentioned at the Game Awards at all. No. Which is kind of surprising. It's a fan-based game. Yeah. Which, I mean, only people that bought the game were, you know, Harry Potter fans. I don't think anyone bought it just to play it. That's true. Unless you was already involved in what you liked on Harry Potter. It's true. But apparently there's mm. 22 million Harry Potter fans out there. Which is believable. Good approach. I'd say there's a lot more than that, just a lot of them don't have video game consoles, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I want to play it. I like Harry Potter. I've seen not all the movies, but most of them. I think I've only watched one movie and I have one book and I only read like one chapter of that book. I don't read. It was like the Half Blood Prince. Yeah. And I had that book in like fourth grade or whatever. <laughs> I don't read. I watch the movies. I think I watched all the movies except for the last two. Like We are very pleased to announce our super new sponsor, Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes such as Alliance Wars and Arena. New ways to battle with your roster are released regularly, and the meta is always evolving along with campaigns, blitz, and arena. There's also Alliance War, a massive weekly alliance battle, raids, and cosmic crucible where you go head-to-head -head against other players in a tournament. Marvel Strike Force are enjoying their six-year anniversary. You know what that means. Free stuff just for signing up via our unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We have received a unique promo code for every new user. Please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring today's episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The big finale movies really but i know it happens so i don't really need to watch them two parts yeah yeah I, was it deathly hollows or something like that i think so part one part two i don't remember yeah 
Yeah, we still got a few topics. I thought we was going through pretty fast, but we still got a few. Nintendo Selects are reportedly coming to Nintendo Switch. Tell you how old I am. I am. I'm used to seeing them as player's choice. Yeah, for the GameCube. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, what? It switched over to uh, Nintendo Select on the 3DS slash 2DS era and the Wii U. Uh, I believe the Wii as well. The Wii as well? Mm -hmm. Okay. But, uh, yeah, they... Uh, hold on. I got blurry here. What, yeah, what used to be Player's Choice and was the list for Nintendo titles for the as you just said, Wii, and everything else. So, I've seen a few of those games that never really focused on it, because I buy a game, I'm going to buy the game to play the game. I don't really care if anyone else really enjoyed it or not type of situation. Yeah. Which, basically, any Nintendo title that I've seen, at least for the 3DS game, seemed like it had that mark on it, because usually it was older, not necessarily older titles, but titles that have been out for a hot minute. Kind of like the d-list situation for a switch situation just it seemed like if it was like a d-listed game it usually got that treatment it seemed right. like especially for it it seems like nintendo life took over for a second and was like oh yeah all these games were 10 for 10 so we're just going to name it as a select here even though they don't have any say in that but it just seems like a nice little thing of how they come up with the system if you're a nintendo game and you had even I don't even, like I said, I don't even know the criteria to get on there, just other than being a classic or delisted from a previous console. I know, I think uh, they were games that sold very well, so like, like you said, a classic or just a very well received game. And I usually I think for at least the Wii, they were $20? So I'm not sure how much they'll be for the Switch. Gotcha, and they had a set, yeah, price point. Because what, it was like 1995 for like, I know the 3DS ones, well the 2DS is what I had. I know those were usually about 20 bucks. I think they all were for the Wii and I believe the Wii U as well. I could be wrong on the Wii U one, but I'm almost 100% sure. 99% sure that the Wii one was. I'm 99% sure that the Wii was $20 as well. Like I said, the Wii U, I don't know nothing about, but I know, I don't even remember the Wii having, having them. I remember the GameCube having Player's Choice. And then... Yeah, I I which is basically the same thing. I don't yeah. They just changed the name of it. Yeah. You going live and looking for it? Hmm... No, I was going to, but I decided not to. Seen you looking down for it. But yeah, that's all I could really find on it. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's great to see that they're doing that with this. It took them seven years. Well, I mean, the booty, everyone's had it almost instantaneously. Uh, a couple years into life. So, I mean, like you said, seven years in March. And supposedly the Switch 2 is going to be announced and released this year. So, I mean, kind of at the tail end of the life cycle. So, better late than never, I guess. 
Well, unless they're going to do it with Switch games and make them cheaper for that price point. Maybe. Yeah, um... I know it's a topic down towards the later end of it, that possible, but I'm assuming those ones are probably going to be part of the select. Yeah, probably. Well, uh, we get that topic today or not, is a different story. <laughs> yeah. Alright, uh, just recap again. It says the difference on the box between the original print and the new print for... Wait, okay, let me go back. On the Wii family of consoles, including the Wii U, these titles were known as Nintendo Selects. The difference on the box between the original print and the new print was a gold Nintendo seal with a red background versus the normal blue banner for Wii U or normal white banner for Wii. The early indicators seem to be pointing in that direction. And then it basically kind of ties in with the delisted topic later in the episode if we get to it, if not the next week. But, um, so yeah, Nintendo Selects may be coming to Nintendo Switch. Not guaranteed yet, but maybe. Alright, um. Well, I hope. That way you see a Nintendo game for less than $40. Yeah. Alright, uh, so we talked about last week the MIG Switch flash cart for the Nintendo Switch. And it was initially thought that the switch dumper, which is what you would use to extract a ROM from your physical cartridge that you own, we thought that it was going to be included with the purchase, but apparently it's going to be sold separately. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan Daly, which is, I guess, the person over top of the whole modded thing for the MIG Switch. Uh, he actually went on there and apologized for it because he was like, he realized how much backlash he was getting from it and the company was getting from it because as you said, everyone just expected to be part of it. But, so here's a quote from him. He's like, first I want to say thank you so much for your order and everything else. Really appreciate the business. I regret Telling everybody who ordered a MIG switch when the listing said it came with the dumper and the MIG switch is not going to come bundled as originally thought by MIG switch and distributors. We'll update on whatever the price we will once they have it, which I believe they have it priced at $54 right now and it's on sale from $64. I've seen the price right before I hopped on here. Uh, back to his quote. This leaves us with a few options on what we can do. SkinPixel and I, as well as other distributors, have been discussing to what to do because we are in the same situation, but these are solutions we have come up with. One, we can get you a full refund and you can repurchase once the inventory, inventory is flowing and you know the price is set in stone. Two, I will offer a massive 40% off mail-in modding service that <clears throat> this will allow you to dump games without the dumper and do a ton more stuff like run uh, RetroArch. Three, we can also give you heavily discounted on 
a heavy discount on a dumper when you know when we know the price of the dumper. So my thing may be a little bit off. <laughs> but like I said, I swore I see this before I hopped on here. Some people might only want the dumper, so you have to swap the item and get that instead. We can do that and refund the difference. Five we can do partial refund once we know the cost and the price of the dumper. Let us know what you want to do. Again, from both of us over here, we are really sorry. We let you down and it won't happen again. Let us make it right for you. Randy. Okay. So what's your thoughts on that quote? Does he mean it? I mean, if he's having options, I'm assuming he does mean it, but which option he decides to go with out of the five will show how much he really cares for the community. Because it should be a one-size-fits-all situation. But right. at the same time, as like three or four said that if you want something different, then that's up to you, and you have the right to do that. But, like I said, for the most part, it should be one thing set in stone, and then that's just what it is. And then, customer reads it one way or another. It should be the full refund situation. If you want to do it, then you decide what you want to do with your money after that. If you want to go reinvest into that modded uh, dumper, do it. If not, do something else. It's up to you. So I think, you know, full refund should be in effect. But, like I said, it seems like he's going to leave it up to the consumer base. Okay. Yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying here. Um, I think he does mean it. And I understand people are upset because everybody thought that it was included. And it was initially going to be included. But I think it was bigger than what they thought so they ended up having to, to delay it because they was getting more orders than what they thought so and it's a two person team of people like me and you like I mean you know so they're not they don't have a big old factory or anything so these people are making these themselves so people got to realize that too so yes you're going to receive backlash because people aren't going to be happy with you backing out of something but people also need to realize that it is a two-man team they're not a big company stuff's going to happen and yeah honestly i'm happy that he is giving people choices but in actuality i don't think he has to because that switch that makes switch in my opinion is worth the 60 bucks by itself because yeah you can buy other ways to dump your physical cartridges if you want. Or, like he's kind of offering in one of those um, one of those numbers, you, one of the five you said, you can mod your Switch and dump your physical cartridges that way as well. So there's other ways yeah. to do it. So in my opinion, the mix Switch is worth $60 about itself. Like, he doesn't have to give you a refund or anything, in my opinion. I'm happy he is. Like, I'm happy he's that good of a person. And I would do the same thing, but I'm just saying, as much work as these two people have put into this, they don't have to. And it's 
good on him that he is giving them that option. Yeah, and the dumper is the insert, right? Uh, or is that like the SD card? The MIG switch itself, that's the cartridge you put your SD card into, and that's what you put into your switch. The dumper itself is going to be something separate that you put your cartridge into and hook it up to your PC and dump the ROM from your cartridge to your PC. That way you can put it on your SD card. All right, forget what I said about them having a price because that's where I had it backwards. I thought they was not necessarily one and the same, but I gave you guys a price because you can. They got a pre-order backup for the new flashcards. Well, the the price is for the MIG switch itself. So you can you can pre-order the MIG switch. You just can't pre-order the dumper right now. Yes. Yep. And that's what I'm saying. I'm fixing what I said. Right. Five minutes. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, okay. I was like, this not making sense. That's why I'm just like, okay, I'm going to clarify this real quick. Yeah. So the price on the dumper is not verified yet, like Colin said. Yeah. But once it is, we will let you know what it is. But like I said, I don't, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the way he's handling everything. And trust me, if I had the money, I'd I'd have pre-ordered one of these the day it came up. January 3rd, it came up. I was about to pre-order, and I was like, eh, I don't have enough money. And they were out of stock. I checked, I think, day before yesterday. They were back in stock temporarily. Still don't have the money for it, so I wasn't able to get it again. So I'll get it eventually. If you pre-order now, or at least as of when I checked day before yesterday, if you pre-order now, you won't get it till the end of February. That's how backed up they are, which actually isn't that bad for as many people that are ordering these things. And with only two people yeah. making them, so that's actually pretty good. I think how many Switch consoles there are and how many people want to do that with their Switches. Right. Thousands and thousands. Uh, that's all the time we have, guys. We appreciate you for watching or listening. Remember, you can always watch us live on Twitch and YouTube and join our discord come hang out chat get any updates for the podcast um we have instagram twitter tiktok facebook uh buyer merch on redbubble we have a better help link if you need any help whatsoever uh colin is that everything the w affiliate oh yeah 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 I need to put that in the description. Gamer energy drink. Yep, we have uh, affiliate with Dubby Dubby. What is it? Dubby Dubby Dubby. I think it's Dubby. It's D U B B Y. D U B Dubby. Okay, Dubby the energy drink. I'll put the link in the description. Uh, there, it's a gaming energy drink, so kind of replaced Game Fuel because apparently they stopped making Game Fuels, but they brought two flavors back temporarily. But it's basically game fuel, but uh, the way I understand it's like protein powder. It's, it's an actual powder, but it's an energy drink. You got to mix it yourself. As far as I'm, I, I what I see. Like closer to like a creatine powder. Yeah, it's still a powder though. Like you got to mix it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it though. All right. Thanks for 
listening. I'll catch you in the next episode. Later, guys. Mm-hmm.